How many ever thought a sermon could come out of, you know, like a flamingo bed? So how many of you are morning people? Everyone else hates you right now. (laughs) I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a bit of a morning person. I happen to just hop right out of bed and get right to it. I'm like this perky when I wake up. And usually, actually, funny story, when I first started at Summit, my roommate, who I didn't know, she actually asked to have another room because I was too perky in the morning. No joke. She hated how perky I was in the morning and moved because of me. <laughs> I'm that much of a morning person. Ah, my word. Okay, so like when you wake up in the morning, how do you wake up in the morning? Like are you a like you're up and you're like up and at it? Yeah, anybody up and at it? Okay, has anybody done like the... You know where you're like, you're in bed, and then you do like the, like the roll out of bed? Have you done that? Anybody done? Yes. Yes. (laughs) We've got a few. And then there's just, have you ever just been so tired that you get from here to here, but you just kind of stay here for a while? right? Was that anybody this morning? You're just like vertical is all you could do. And you just need a little bit more time to like get that. Yes. Right. Oh, that edge of the bed sit. I don't know why I feel like I need to self disclose all of these things, but I remember having a moment where I was like half in half out sleep And I was sitting there. And you know when you, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up typically? Get a drink of water. water. Go back to bed. (laughs) Well, for me, it's pee. That's the very first thing that I do. Yeah? So I had gotten to this point. And I was sitting there, eyes still closed. And, like, it was hitting me that I have to pee. And I had that moment because I was not quite alert enough to realize that I was not sitting on a toilet. But in fact, I was sitting on the edge of my bed. Um, That was a highlight. That was a highlight. I'm not telling you how old I was. I, I, I already told you that I peed on the side of the bed. I'm not telling you how old I was. It was last week. <laughs> Just kidding. It was two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are this morning, and I thought, You know, often when we grow up, we have these bedtime stories at night before we go to bed. And I thought, why not, just for funsies, have a morning bedtime story? When we wake up out of bed, maybe wake up out of floor and uh, have a morning story. Because 
since we're talking about character, and this morning is talking about character on the edge, isn't it wonderful that we get to sit on the edge of the bed and have a bit of a chat this morning? And so I thought, I love stories. I love to tell stories. I love to read stories. And so I thought, let's just have a story together. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So... Anybody need like a cozy blanket for like cozy blanket? Yeah. Cozy blanket for our bedtime story. I need maybe a cozy pillow. I'm going to need that back. That's I just pegged. Hey, that's my pillow. Oh. Okay, for those who have pillows and blankets, you must put up your hand, put your other hand on your heart, and say, I will not fall asleep on you, Kim. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) You just like, you just drool there a little as you said that. Well, let's have a morning time story, which comes out of Daniel, and it's Daniel chapter 2. So one night... One night during the second year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream that disturbed him so much that he couldn't sleep. He called in his magicians, enchanters, his sorcerers, and his astrologers, and he demanded that he tell them what he had dreamed. As they stood before the king, he said, I have had a dream that has troubled me deeply. Tell me what I have dreamed, for I must know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king, long live the king. Tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. But the king said to the astrologers, I am serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was... And what it means, then I will tear you limb from limb. (laughs) Things escalated quite quickly. I will tear you limb from limb and your houses will be demolished into heaps of rubble. But if you tell me what I dreamed and what the dream means, I will give you many wonderful things. Gifts, I will give you honor. Just tell me the dream and what it means. They said to him again, shaking in their boots, Please, your majesty, tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. The king replied, I can see what you're up to. I can see your trick. You're trying to stall time because you know that I'm serious about what I'm saying. If you don't tell me the dream... You will be condemned. You have considered to tell, or you have conspired to tell me lies in hopes that something will change. But tell me the dream, and then I will know that you can tell me what it means. Bless you. The astrologers replied to the king, There isn't a man alive who can tell you your dream, your majesty. And no king, however great and powerful, ever has asked such a thing of a magician, enchanter, or astrologer. This is an impossible thing the king has required. No one except the gods can tell you your dreams. And they don't live among the people. The king was furious 
red in his face when he heard this, and he sent out orders to execute all of the wise men in Babylonia. And because of the king's decree, men were sent to find and kill Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What? They haven't even been involved here yet. What? When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Arioch, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So Arioch told him that all, all, all that happened, and Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time so that he could tell the king what the dream meant. Then Daniel, he went home, told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to talk to God, to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret. So they would not be executed along with all the other wise men of Babylon. The night, that night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised God of heaven. And he said, praise the name of God forever and ever for he alone is wonderful, has wisdom and power. He determines the course of the world's events. He removes kings and sets others on thrones. He gives wisdom and to the wise, and he gives knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep, mysterious things, and he knows what lies hidden in the darkness. Though he himself, uh, through, um, though he himself be surrounded by light, I thank and praise you, God, my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what I have asked of you and revealed to us what the king demanded. Then Daniel went to see Arioch, who had been ordered to execute the wise men. And he said to him, don't. Kill the wise men. Take me to the king and I will tell him the meaning of his dream. So Arioch quickly took Daniel to the court of the king and he said, I have found one, one of the captives from Judah who will tell your majesty what you have dreamed. And the king said to Daniel, whose also name was Belshazzar, is this true? Is it true? Can you tell me what my dream means? Daniel replied, there is no wise man, enchanter, magician, or fortune teller that can tell the king such a thing. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you your dream and the, and the visions you saw that you lay in your bed. The king Nebuchadnezzar bowed to the ground before Daniel after Daniel told him the dream and what it meant. And he worshipped him and he commanded his people to offer sacrifice and burn sweet incense before him. The king said to Daniel, 
Truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal the secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler of the whole province of Babylon and as well as the chief over all the wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. What a bedtime story. What a story. Daniel was literally living on the edge Oh my goodness. He was literally living on actually the edge of death. He was on the edge of death. And as he asked the king, give me time. He stepped into the edge of faith. And as he was living on this edge of faith, God downloaded to him the dream and the meaning of the dream. How amazing. You would think, I would think that as Daniel, he is waking up from just, he's had a dream and he had this dream downloaded to him from God. You would think that when he woke up, he would run to the king and go and tell him what it meant. But that is not what he did at all. You would think that he would be so on edge to get that news out, to save himself, to save the lives of his friends, to save the lives of the other fortune tellers. You would think, I would think, that that would be his first action, but that was not. He did not hop up. In fact, he went down. And he praised. And he praised his God. He praised his God because he knew that it was finished already. He didn't even actually have to get it out. First, before it would actually be the case, before, um, before the king, before Nebi, would actually spare his life. See, Daniel was so sure, he was so confident in what God had done in his life that he stopped and praised right away. He praised first. When we are in the edge, that moment where we teeter on the edge, we see Daniel, instead of going He stops and he praises. Morning. (laughs) That was a really good yawn. Rather than hustling, rather than scurrying to try to save the day, rather than trying to speed up ahead, save the day, save his people, Daniel stopped, rolled onto his knees, and he praised. Because he knew that God was going to save the day. That to save the day is not his job, but is, to go- is God's job. I have this memory of my grandma, my actual grandma, not cookie grandma, but my actual grandma, Grandma Quigley. So Grandma Quigley, I would be at her house because when I was about, I don't know, grade six, my older brothers were old enough to have summer jobs, and so they were working, and my parents had jobs, and they couldn't watch me. So I was stuck in the house, like, all by myself. My parents didn't want me to be all by myself. Does anybody know this reality? Yeah? Okay, so my parents farmed me out to my grandma. So I remember this morning, and I was 
uh, sleeping at my, in my grandma's room. She was in her bed, and I had this cot, very similar to this bed. And I was an early riser, and I was just laying there, wide awake, waiting for my grandmother to wake up. And I would watch as she would stir to see maybe this is the moment that she was going to get up and get me breakfast, because I was that kid. So I would just watch and see. And the very, she started to stir. And the very first thing she did was she sort of hiked herself up a little bit and then tucked her knees down and went like this. And she started to pray. That was the very first thing she did. She didn't even go pee. (laughs) She got on her knees and started to praise her God. What a cool picture. And you know what? That's the picture that we get from Daniel. That we should start with praising. We don't have to wait to see something, see God do something, and then after the fact, give him praise. He's worth the praise at the beginning. And that's where character lies. To say, God, before it even happens, I'm going to praise you. Because when we praise before, that's a big step of faith. And when we praise and we, we uh, believe in faith that God will do, he does. And so I think this morning, I think we need to praise. We need to praise our God. So I'm going to ask the band to come up. See, we stand in this edge This edge where, are we going to, like, be nervous and scared about what's ahead? Or are we just going to praise? Are we going to um, maybe think it through a little bit, reconsider? Or are we going to just believe and praise? We're caught on this edge. And so this morning, I would say, let's step out on the edge and praise. Let's step on the edge of faith and praise our God. There are things in here that aren't happening yet in your life. And you're not sure if you can really praise God yet. Praise him first. So could you stand with me? And let's take some time this morning to praise our God first. And let it not just be a this morning thing. Can I encourage you that you make it an everyday thing? That we start each day praising him. So... As we start, let's not make think that it's like a warm-up. Like, let's go full tilt in, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Eh? 